0: So I'm really interested in this conversation and I'm actually quite anxious because I have no idea how it's going to go. And um, I mean, I trust you, but like, I don't know how much you know about the intent behind our actions, my actions and stuff. So anyways, what we're gonna talk about is we, I don't know, f- seven or eight years ago, you and I had like a one month relationship. Let's, it's not even a relationship. We had a one month something right? Uh, I think you were 18, I was maybe 20, something like that. Um, And then we talked about in, you know, one of our other conversations about just the kind of broader mentality of, you know, your interactions with me, but then it came up, okay, what was the actual interactions like? And then you also mentioned how some other, you know, uh, gentleman was coming into your life as I was around as well. So I don't know if you want to start by you telling me a bit about, your thoughts, or I can tell you a bit about mine. Because to me, there's like four or five distinctive things, but I don't know how you remember them versus how I remember them versus how they'll be received now. So I'm kind of anxious about it. Okay. Um, but uh, what 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 are your thoughts
1: on all? Uh, I I think I think I'd love to hear where like your anxieties and your like memories are about it to start. Because like for me, it was pretty like I mean. I'm going to be, like, being completely honest, for yeah. me, relationships, like, I'm not often single for that, like, for a long period of time, because yeah. usually um, a lot of my relationships have, you know, basically, like, I mean, this is it's a little bit different than with you and I, but because we were so short, and it was, like, whatever it was, was a relationship, but to what degree was not, was or wasn't, yeah. um, usually I'm, like, with someone, I have, lost interest haven't quite decided that the relationship i want that the relationship's going to end and then you know eventually i'm like okay this is no longer worth my time like i'm going to like this is time to end it and then i you know around the same time that i'm feeling or, or what actually triggers that action for me is like someone else walking into my life that i'm like hey this person is probably more like actually also worth my time so then that kind of so that was kind of like a little bit I don't want to call it an overlap because I've never ever actually had any relationships overlap mm-hmm. um but uh I that like for me it was like it's, it's a little bit weird because you're you're like tiptoeing emotionally very much so between two people and you're like what do I want and how do I navigate this because I don't want anything neg- like I don't want to create a negative situation with one person I don't like so um That was kind of what was happening at that time was I we were I was basically trying to decide between you and someone else at that time. Um, but you had kind of arrived in the the situation first and then this other person kind of arrived and I was like navigating this tiptoeing between the two, like trying to decide what was better for me as you and I kind of came to an end.
0: Yeah, and Yeah, I mean, I think that's interesting and and an interesting track to go down as well. Um, But we won't today because, you know, there is this stereotype with women more so generally, but I've heard it with men as well. Maybe it's just my experience. It's with women of like the perpetual boyfriend type, right? Like as if that's a type, right? And I mean, so... Side
1: note, I'm I'm single now and I have been for a while. Just putting...
0: (laughs) So if anyone's listening and interested, you can email Casey at... um, No, so... Here's my Instagram handle. And so there's, it's interesting because as you were talking, I was also thinking about what, uh, about where the anxiety comes from. Because there's anxiety about my intellectual actions. But then I remember I also was actually really hurt when we uh, broke up. Right. Because, and uh, I mean, it makes me uncomfortable to even admit that because I don't, I didn't remember it vividly. But um, so there's a few key things I think that are, interesting to talk about. So one is I was manipulative, right? Um, And I didn't know it at the time. Okay, no, I did know it at the time, but I didn't know how to do anything else. Right. And this is linked into the way I view the world generally. And I think you know, some, something to do with my like potential Asperger's. Like I was so aware of every decision I was making and that included in conversations and how to get the outcome you wanted in a conversation. Cause I was so uncomfortable being myself. Right. So I had to like kind of pre-script what I would do and say. Um, and so when we, f- uh, you had a boyfriend when we first met and I had like, basically a script of how to get women who are talking to me to cheat. Um, And I don't think we cheated explicitly, but like it was very much, I had kind of by then, and there are like, deeper issues as to why I kind of powered through other people's relationships like that. Because I was so, I had been really hurt by being in love with someone for two years who had a boyfriend and I was like, I'm never gonna not tell them my emotions again, right? So it was like kinda, I had to hit that as soon as I could. But I distinctly remember realizing I was manipulating you uh, when we first met. And I don't know like your experience of it, but so that makes me anxious to admit both generally and to you, but very much like I knew what I was doing, even though I didn't meta know what I was doing, if that makes sense.
1: Um,
0: Because to me, I very much always wanted a relationship, but I only knew how to get a girl like interested in me through this like player manipulation. I didn't know how to just be myself and have a girl attracted to me. That had not happened. And then I learned how to be a player. And so it was this tear in my mind always of, be a player until then somehow they realize i'm a good person right um and so that's the first thing uh i don't know if you want me to list all of the things or if we want to talk about stuff as as it comes up
1: i think at that point i wasn't completely aware of the manipulation like Mm -hmm. i think you also caught me at that time in the in a relation like it's the same thing you know i was talking about timing before it's like I knew that the relationship that I was in also wasn't going to continue. Yeah. Like I'd already decided in my head that it was over because of the situation, because of a few different reasons. So I didn't feel as though, like because of where I was in my mental state with that relationship, I didn't, I didn't really pick up on the manipulation because I was already on my way out the door. Yeah. Yeah and you caught me at that right time. Whereas if I was like happily in a relationship and you were like trying to, you know, trying to, you know, manipulate me into getting to cheat on someone, I think I definitely would have picked up that red flag. And I don't think that anything that we had done would have ever happened. Like any relationship with us would have happened. So
0: no. And I think that's totally true. And like, that is, that was my kind of argument at the time to people who questioned it. I was like, women in healthy relationships don't end up in the situation where they're having these conversations with me. Yeah. It just doesn't happen. And I actually viewed myself as the convenient excuse for a lot of people. I was like the person who nudged them towards what they wanted. Because a lot of, I mean, in my experience, it was women in particular, they, they held on beyond, when, like they had mentally checked out of the relationship, but they had emotional ties still. They felt they should give it another chance. Yes. And so very much I was kind of the excuse they needed, the nudge over the edge. But I always said, like, there's no chance someone who's happy in their relationship ends up in that situation with me. It just doesn't happen. Right. Um, And the the, yeah. And and I just kind of realized that. Right. When you're a when you're a 20 year old man with no self-esteem who thinks being a player will help, you find the people in vulnerable spots. Right. Like Mm -hmm. you like that's just. I didn't even consciously think that. It's just, I had learned skills, let's say, disgusting skills, quote unquote, and that's kind of what happened. And it was also, I don't remember, like, I don't remember when it switched from, like, not with you, but generally when it switched from like unconscious manipulation to conscious manipulation because the switch was actually just having noticed I was repeating something to someone like, oh, I'm saying similar things to this person that I said to that other person by coincidence, maybe I should say these things more. Right. And so it wasn't yeah. again, like you, you study notes of how to be a player no. or something, right. It's, it's like you tra- notice patterns.
1: Yeah. It's training by experience, like whether or not you notice it or not, it's like experience will like the his- history repeats itself, especially if something's worked in the past, like you're training yourself to like, yeah. you know, recreate the successful scenario.
0: Yeah, and, um, and yes, successful with an asterisk, I, su- I suppose, because definitely even by the time you and I met, you know, I had gotten shit from friends cause they knew I was like falling in love with girls with boyfriends, trying to get them to cheat. And then as if I thought that would lead to a good relationship. And they like tried to call my attention to, this doesn't make sense, but I didn't, I was so desiring of love that I didn't know what else to do. Um, and so the second thing that I remember is, cause you said like there was me and another guy. And at the time there was you and another girl as well. And I had no idea how to manage that situation. And I remember once telling you that I had had enough, like I needed to be honest, cause I was so anxiety filled. And I told you that I had been with someone just recently or the day before. And like that felt to me like, progress almost like we i could be honest with you and we talked about it and like we still um you know we're still talking a a week later but that's what highlights to me as like the first like black mark against me in the Mm -hmm. relationship was like okay i had been like pursuing you and someone else because to me it was like kind of oh they're both potential options i don't know which one i'll actually like better like you just pursue things and see then what happens. Um, So I don't remember if you, I don't know if you remember that at all, but it was just something that was very distinct and vivid in my mind, both because of how it happened with her, which was very bizarre. When I decided I like Casey better than you, I didn't tell her that, but like when that decision happened, it was very bizarre and uncomfortable with her. Um, And then I brought it up to you and it, I I mean, at the time I thought it went relatively well considering the mess in my
1: brain too like we were in a situation where like no one was committed to anything like we hadn't really done anything significant like um in like between you and I whether it was like you know emotionally or like otherwise like so to me it was like no one's committed to anything Mm -hmm. I mean I, I mean it's so at that time it's hard because at that time I definitely had less confidence than I do now um but I still had a very like for, the, for someone who's in their first year of university trying to figure out their life, a rel- relatively level head on my shoulders, I think. And even though that, like, level head was probably, like, fucking, because you're in the first year of university, you don't know who you are. But, um, this, again, goes back to, like, the logical side of things, where it's like, okay, no one's committed to anyone about this. Like, if you are seeing, if you're trying to decide between someone else and myself, No one's committed, so logically, that's perfectly okay. Because, like, the best thing is that you're being honest about it. Because that's always the way that I've been about these things. Like, I was honest with you when I also was kind of trying to navigate between you and the other this other individual. Like, I am, I am have been, and always I am, and I always will be, literally the world's worst liar. Um, I have so much anxiety around lying and I don't care if it's a white lie or what it is. Like, I, I can't do it to my parents. I can't do it to my friends. I can't do it to cross, you know, to get, get across the border. I can't do like, I have so much anxiety around lying. So to me, like honesty is just the only option. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that also in relationships between like between me and the other person, um, like, to me, there's no guilt as long as you're, as long as you're being honest about the whole the, the whole thing. Like, so if I'm being honest about my situation and my feelings with you and you're also doing the same to me when there's also no commitment and we're also still trying to figure things out, it's like, logically, it's like, yeah, that's okay. And that actually makes the whole, like, I can deal with the emotional half of it because the logical half of it says, that makes sense. And even though emotionally, I'm like in that situation. I'm like, okay, well, y- you you inherently have this like comp- competitive nature and this like need to be better or like try and establish yourself as like the better option, regardless of what, regardless of whether or not I actually wanted anything to continue with you, because that like it, you always want to be the better option, mm-hmm. right? Um. So regardless or not, I had whether I had decided that. The relation that I wanted to continue with you I still wanted to be the better option there's like inherently just this like deep-seated everyone has that like deep-seated need to be the better one yeah um subconsciously or consciously uh I I can't remember where I was going with that but yes like
0: (laughs) I don't remember where you were going with it because I I got semi-distracted with like because I'm going to jump over the thing that I think was the biggest red flag that that made you not interested in me, um, because you brought up like you know this other guy that you were trying to weigh but be- like between him and I and these sorts of things. And it's interesting because I I don't I'm not going to call you a liar, but at the time I viewed you as having lied. And so it's interesting that my perspective on it is quite different, and this is why it was quite hurtful to me, right? Because I had decided, you know. I don't, I mean, this, it's, all of this was, you know, first year university, let's call it. So it was like hyper speed, right? So this all happened yeah. in a month, right? So it's, <laughs> I mean, it's all in a scale that doesn't quite make sense in, you know, just rational relationship terms, right? Yeah. But, because um, basically, you know, after you and I had had, I, I had made a choice of like, I like Casey, I'm not going to pursue this other chick anymore and these sorts of things. We had kind of talked about that. And then I felt that we were, like, I mean, I felt like, I felt like, oh, I, I'm into Casey, right? Like that's the way I felt at the time. And then I had thought we had agreed to kind of go steady or whatever it is, right? And I'm not sure if that's the case, but it was like soon after we had made that agreement, I heard that you were going on a date with this other guy. And so that was quite, I mean, I thought I felt betrayed. I thought you were like a bad person and all of this stuff. Um, Cause I was just very emotionally, unsteady as well. Um, but it was also interesting, because as you and I were talking and getting to know each other, I saw this other guy around, obviously. And yeah. yeah, very much. I wanted to win. I wanted to do same circles. Yeah, I wanted to, you know, do what I could to exclude him and get the time. And I also did it over the top, I think, which shows the kind of person I was and makes sense. You wouldn't want to be with that kind of person. Um, but so I actually I felt very hurt. And I, I even just I don't remember if it was exactly where we were talking, but I even have like the memory, the visual in my mind still of like where I was after, like I found that out, because it was very damaging to me at the time, but I couldn't deal with it, right? I, I buried it. But I'm interested to know a bit more about that because yeah, from, from my perspective, we had just like started to progress and then it, uh, you know, went away or something.
1: So I will start by saying that your memory about this is probably more vivid than mine. Because uh, I actually, I, I struggle with memory quite a lot. <laughs> um, and I, like, I do remember the time, but the specifics, like, not all of the specifics are there for me, like, necessarily anymore. Yeah. Um, but I think that's just, like, that's that shows the importance of, like, proper uh, communication and that we at that time likely were not like from either end of things necessarily communicating what we needed to about like discussing um specifics of like the situation but more so just like the emotions around the situation like no one's actually I mean that's that's like why we're here to discuss is like being able to openly discuss emotion because, um, at that time in my life, I don't think that I was like, I don't think that you were definitely like that. And I definitely was not actually as self-aware as I needed to be about like my emotions and also the emotions that I could be creating in others. So like there was never a conversation that happened. Like I knew, I knew that you were not happy about it, but like there was never a conversation that happened around how you actually felt about the whole situation. So like I had no idea. Yeah. And and I was just doing what felt what felt right to me and also trying to you you try to be as honest as you can be without like being like I mean no you know you don't owe someone details that they don't need. Yeah. Right? So you need to be as honest as you need like as you need to be for a specific situation but honestly also I'm not going to like Especially after only Knowing each other for a month mm. And then like being in this situation um, There was a lot that I didn't owe you But there was also a lot that I did owe you In the in the conversation And I think that like I mean I never knew how much that actually hurt you So I'm sorry also well, I but, appreciate that yeah. <laughs> I apologize, I do um, Really because I don't think that I really had any idea What right, that involved think-
0: And I mean, I don't know if I hurt you, but I was so unaware of anything I was doing. Right. And like very much I was unaware of my own emotions. And I was just like I said, it was almost like I felt felt I was playing a video game. And when I won, then I could share my emotions. Right. I had to get I had to win the competition and then it would switch. Like I didn't understand how to start and grow a healthy relationship. I thought yeah. you you're a player, you get you hook up once and then the relationship starts or something, right? Like because yeah. that's how it's presented often in in media at least. It's like the drunken hookup. So how do I get that and then we realize we like cuddling or whatever it is, right? <laughs> um and so I I I but I very much appreciate that cuz like I said I I didn't even realize like I mean, I'm sure I've thought about it at some point, but yeah, talking about it now, it wasn't top of mind that it did hurt me. Um, but it's interesting. And because and I am sh- I was definitely not thinking about whether or not I was hurting you, right? I was so scared of being hurt that I was like, yeah, very much we talked about in the last one. I kind of was like a guy who just lashed out at things, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I have-
1: and I don't think that I under, I definitely didn't understand that reaction back then either. Mm. Like I understood I understood that lashing out as a reaction was a reaction that could be created in the situation based on someone who like isn't confident in themselves. But I don't think that I necessarily fully understood how the lashing out necessarily connected to um, your hurt in the situation because as soon as like the lashing out happens. Like it's like you said, you understand why people don't want to be like in that kind of a relationship. But as soon as the lashing out happens, I'm just like, like, re- like remove. Like it's the diffusing. Right. We go back to the diffusing thing again, right? It's just yeah. like remove yourself from the situation because like this isn't.
0: And that's the that's the thing we talked about last time too. It's like, what is the balance, and it's unique to each dynamic of each two people, right? Like. Mm-hmm. know some people are willing to put up with x amount of lashing because they know where it's coming from and they think it's worth it but in a new relationship it's definitely not right or it's almost certainly not um uh, and that's just that's just fair enough right
1: yeah and i think it would have been different if we had had like i think the whole dynamic of the relationship would have been completely different if we had both had the emotional intelligence to have the conversation like emotional and mental, like, you know, relationship intelligence to like have conversations and be like, Hey, this is a misunderstanding. Like, where are you actually at with this? Because I need to know. And then that probably would have resulted in, although it still probably would have like hurt for you. Mm-hmm. Um, it would have resulted in a lot less hurt in the whole situation because it's like, okay, now we have an understanding. Like this yeah. is still shit. This is still shitty. It is still sucks. But, like, now I actually understand where we're at. Instead, it, 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 this is, and I think this is genuinely, like, what happens with most relationships that break off poorly in any case, in any scenario. It's like, people don't actually have the conversation of, like, emotionally, like, where the heck are you at? Because I thought you were here. Your actions say that you're here. You, you're actually somewhere over here. Like, yeah. where where are we actually standing in an honest, open manner Because instead of having that conversation, all of these relationships break off being like, you know, um, aggressive and, uh, there's like way more misunderstanding and hurt than there needs to be because it's like, there's just a lack of understanding, Yeah. but people are too afraid to, people are too afraid of getting hurt to have the conversation that will likely could give them the understanding they need to create a situation of less hostility and less hurt.
0: I think that's true not in just romantic relationships, but in many people's relationships generally. And I mean, that's an important thing that you know we're trying to establish with this generally is that you know this is the proper way to work through things. And you know, the mo- the closer we get as friends, this would have come up eventually anyways. And so it's like, yeah. why not bring up topics that come to mind for one or both of us, right? Yeah. One, one thing that I'm interested in, if I may put it forward to you. So when, when you and I were ending and you were starting with this other gentleman, there was an other other gentleman who was friends with this gentleman. Um, mm-hmm. And from my perspective, I thought it was bizarre. So let's call them A and B, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> so you started dating A, but then there was B who was friends with A and you eventually dated B. Is this- Yeah. Right, and this is a highlight of my life, friends. <laughs> like this is just prime Casey time. But it was from my perspective, it was so bizarre because I could tell right away that B liked you more. That B was the one seeming to push A to pursue you, and that there seemed to be a better dynamic between you and B. So it was very bizarre to me that you started dating A. That so it was a very interesting situation for me.
1: Can I, yeah. Can I also throw into this whole like scenario situation that A and B live together, right? And then I was I went from dating A to dating B while they were living in the same house.
0: Yeah. So that's interesting. <laughs> generally. So, oh,
1: uh, yeah. Um, I think that the only reason that that worked was because of the way that relationship with a uh, progressed and ended. Um, it was.
0: But didn't you, I noticed that B was more into you than A. I did not That notice. was my view of it, right? So I'm, I'm super sure. naive. Okay. I'm
1: super naive. I Like when, when it comes to like being, I always assume that people are not interested until they are proven interested. So it's like yeah to me it's like it's a friend it's a friendship and it's someone who cares about me and they're just a good human and they're doing like and it's like it's not like necessarily i know that men are like very romantically driven not romantic romantically might be the wrong word but like romantically driven like yeah they, you know they're the pursuers but i'm super naive when it comes to people being interested in me a lot of the time i'm just like oh they're being like a really nice person and like this is a good friendship and like I'm, it's really nice to think that i'm cared about When it's like, unless someone is literally actively hitting on me, which I I can be, I'm very aware of. Yeah. Like if someone's actively hitting on me, I'm very aware of that. But if someone is just approaching the relationship from the standpoint of trying to be a caring friend, I'm like, oh, they're just a caring friend. Isn't that nice?
0: See, that's really interesting because I had experiences with girls like you that then I was just the caring friend and I got friend zoned. And then there's like, we don't know. Like if my feelings develop and hers don't, it's very damaging and hurtful. And so I just hit on people right away because that was my defense mechanism because I didn't want to fall for, like down a naive path, let's say. Uh, so I was just very forceful in, I'm hitting on you. This is this is what I'm proposing. And I just did it very quickly as a defense. But yeah. it's interesting that, because you might just find it fascinating. At the time, even though you, let's call it, dumped me for A, uh, I hated B more. <laughs> because i thought like that was the instigator of it that was the view at the time
1: and we've never um we're really going with that yeah we we had a brief discussion on this personally a little while ago but because of the way that person b was approaching me um i didn't see a lot of the like person b was also very good at uh, manipulation. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't see the manipulation, again, in that scenario as well. And, Whereas, and I, yeah,
0: the, I had the I was one of them. So I had the radar, right. So I could yeah. see what was going on. Um, very, I,
1: much. I was not aware. Mm. I get and I mean, I think like now that I'm, you know, older, and I'm more experienced, I'm much more aware of those scenarios. But like, I did not see that. Because to me, it was always just good intention. Right. Um, and I think that most women also fall prey to that as well. Yeah. Like, and that's it's like very hard.
0: Yeah, it's unfortunate. And I'll, and I'll tease another conversation that we'll have because when in my last year of university, I became meta manipulative and I could point out how everyone else, all of the other guys were hitting on them and why. And the naive girls then thought I was the safe guy, right? Because I was yeah. the one literally calling out all of the moves. Yeah. Um, not that I like, I spun it around I, I smirk because it's like at the time I was derangedly proud, and it's still like that mechanism is there, but I obviously think it's kind of gross um and whatnot, so I want to clarify that. I can't help the old mechanisms of I was that type of person, you know, some of that is still in in play in my subconscious, unfortunately, but
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. um yes we we had a we had a, a point that we were going to extend on between a and b
0: um between a and b or i had I had one last point we're, we're going a bit long but i had one other okay. point about our uh dynamic and like the thing that kind of i think was the biggest red flag uh between you and i because you know, there was a conference that I basically allowed you to come to use wielding my power as NSOC president. Oh
1: yes. Or I wasn't I still have a picture from that. Yeah. I still have like, we took the photo, like the, like the booth photo. I have the pictures of that at
0: home. Us two or as a group? A group. Okay. But like, I was with
1: you at that conference.
0: Yeah. And then, and you found out that I had had the option and contemplated not letting you come because person A was also coming and I didn't want that uh, interaction to happen. And then also I had a wingman who was like a very massive dude playing interception on him the whole week conference too. Um, and so like, it came about that I was behaving this way and clearly that's like, what the f- is wrong with this person, right? Um, that would be yeah. doing these things. So that was the thing that, uh, and very much in this the Me Too stereotype of the men wielding their power to try and like, manipulate situations like that I mean I definitely did do that not just that time other times as well which is unfortunate but um so that was that was the beginning of the end as far as I understood it and oh totally
1: yeah, like as soon great. as I learned as soon as I learned about the manipulation that was happening it was like and we're done like yeah. you just basically it's it's funny because you had all of these intentions of like not like your, your intentions were very much like not pushing me to like trying to avoid me being pushed to person a but um as soon as like the manipul like soon as i understood what was happening in the situation it was like chopping block like
0: oh yeah that totally makes sense whereas like i was so disconnected from my emotions like i said like i cared about you and i and i so it's like i had to win you so then you could learn how i cared about you right it was totally disconnected in my mind um and i mean yeah, it's that's just how I was right. I like yep. it, And so but that was the uh, so sorry for that. Um, but uh, yeah, it was definitely um, I mean, kind of it's I'm a very good example of all of the wrong things men do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> At that
1: point in your life.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah, no. And I mean, no, but generally speaking, I'm like, a, uh, I'm a, because I'm so out of it now. I can look at it and I have the details in my mind as to why I was behaving that way, right? It's not just, you can look at a man and say, why is he? Like, no, I know exactly why I was making the calculations I made, why I made the decisions I made, how I manipulated and for what end and stuff. And I mean, it, not surprisingly, it comes down to lack of self-esteem and a bunch of other issues, but uh, yeah. yeah. So do did you remember your last point on A and B?
1: I, I, I don't, I think it's gonna probably extend a little while if I
0: try and go back and yeah, no Well, hopefully but, uh, this, I mean, I thought this was at least fascinating. Hopefully other people yes. found it interesting as well. And I appreciate uh, you being open to talk about this because, and like, I was very anxious for it just generally in our friendship. So I'm glad that uh, it was a yeah.
1: way. Yeah, and thank you for sharing because I was unaware of like the, um, like, your emotional, emotional turmoil a little bit behind it as well. Like, um, you know, in my, from my side, I was just trying to, like, navigate the situation, my feelings, Mm -hmm. like, trying to navigate my feelings the best that I could about between you and person A. Um, But, and just trying to do my best to, like, not be an asshole, but, uh, and not hurt people. But I also was, like, being manipulated by you, so I think that a little bit of the like fact that I was being manipulated took a little bit of your hurt off of my shoulders. Like the hurt, yeah. like how I hurt you took it off of my shoulders because I was like, I'm being manipulated in this situation and it's not okay. Yeah. Um, so like I didn't owe you anything in terms of you know, me being emotionally sensitive. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh but also thank you for sharing because I didn't know because we never had the conversation to really know.
0: Yeah. So. And and I mean I also think in addition to being able to share that I was emotionally hurt, it's important for me to share that I was manipulating you. Right. And and that is what, that is how I manifested my fear. Right. And, Mm -hmm. and it's, again, it's very much in this kind of aggressive stereotypically male lens. And there's very few places and very few people where I can actually share that. Right. Like I was being, Along the lines of evil to you, and I want to talk about that and, and admit that, and that's how I have to grow and process. But you know, it's that it's very different than the average person thinks about being emotional. But that is how I was emotional, right? Um, because it was a defense. So I, I, I appreciate both of those very much.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's awesome.